0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You don't put those inside of you, do you?
1: This is a show about women.
2: I mean, you do. Yes.
1: Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was ten. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway. Listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
3: or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Angela Yee, host of Angela Yee's Lip Service. If you listen to my podcast, you know I love making space for women to be themselves. That's why I'm excited to be part of Women Take the Mic, iHeartRadio's celebration of the women who make music, influence change, and create culture. All month long, your favorite voices from talk radio, music, and podcasting will highlight the remarkable achievements made by women and discuss the most significant issues facing us today. Head to iHeartRadio.com slash Women's Day for more. And listen to women take the mic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Hey, this is Justin Richmond, host of the Broken Record Podcast. Join me and music industry icon Rick Rubin, along with authors Malcolm Gladwell and Bruce Hedlam, as we chat with legends like Neil Young and Under 3000, and upcoming artists like Faye Webster about their life and their careers. In honor of Women's History Month, we're spotlighting groundbreaking female artists like Missy Elliott, Patti Smith, and Bonnie Raitt and celebrating the strides they've made for women. Listen to Broken Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hey, I'm Maya Shunker, host of A Slight Change of Plans, which was recently named Best Show of the Year by Apple for 2021. And we've got new episodes for you about everything from the science of change to personal stories. Like a blind woman who becomes a master chef, and an Australian doctor who rescued a boys' soccer team from deep within a cave in Thailand. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
1: What's up, y'all? If you're listening to this, you have met the bit side of the best bits. This is part two, where I just intro the bits and the bits play. The conversation this weekend was with Abby, and it was super awesome. So if you want to hear that, make sure you listen to part one. That's just the conversation. I'll still break down the bits. But right now, we're getting into the bits that you want to hear in case you missed it this week. So coming in at number seven, Raimundo had an awkward encounter with a listener, and now he may close his account at the bank because of it. So A lot of drama with this one Because Raymundo felt very violated In a lot of ways Here you go
2: number seven.
6: Alright we voted in the room Although Lunchbox did call him clickbait Ray uh, Ray's segment has been chosen In pick a bit Ray had an awkward experience at the bank With a listener Raymundo your bit has been chosen What would you like to do here
7: So I go into the bank and I have a check to cash And I cash with the lady there And everything was just fine She's getting my money out and she goes Hey I'm a really big fan of the show and I'm like, great. She's got my account open. Here we go. <laughs> and she said, I also love Amy. Cool. I'm not Amy. But she continues. <laughs> and she goes, hey, I'm looking at your account. And again, I'm just cashing a check. And she says, I see you don't have a savings account. Why is my account open? Why is she looking into my savings account when I'm just catching a check? So I'm sitting there. I'm like, nah, no, it's in my m- wife's name. And she goes, well, would you like me to pull up your wife's account and then bring that over to your account as well? And I'm like... No, 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 you're, you're a fan of the show I just want the check cashed. I want you out of my account And so then, uh, and then she says Well, I, I see here that You don't ever put any money in savings And I'm like, oh my gosh Close my account And just give me the check And so my out was Yeah, I'll just, I'll just take 20s, so that'll be perfect And she gave me the 20s And then I said, thank you, have a good day and in my head, I said, I will never come back to this game again, this bank again. I'm closing my account. But why? 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 You don't need to get into my account when I'm cashing a check. So you wish they wouldn't have said they were a show listener. It's It was bad form on their part that
6: she said she was a fan and, and she's interested. Yes. So she probably should have just I think everything she did, though, was normal. I think if she were able to do it without saying she was a fan, you wouldn't have felt
7: violated. It did feel like snooping a little bit, but I will never go back to that bank again, considering closing the account.
6: I feel like that's a bit thats a bit too much. I don't need somebody telling me I need to put money into savings. It is weird, though, when people have access to your accounts, and they're also like, yeah, I'm a big fan. That's weird. Once, 10 years ago, some officer showed up to my door, dum, dum, dum. and I looked out that a little thing. I moved the, the, the little hatch back, and I could see them. They dropped two badges. And I was like, what is happening? They said, Do you mind if we come in? I said, Yeah. And they came in and those badges were IRS badges.
8: And IRS like, badges?
6: But like, we work on the IRS task force. And I'm like, what did I do? And so, but it turns out a listener had hacked into all my IRS files and then was such a big fan of the show, got into Amy's, got in, and so they were like, Do you want to press charges? Do you know who this is? And I was like, Yeah, she shows up at remotes. Like remote broadcast all the time. Yeah, we
9: knew who she was. She like for the IRS. Oh. Oh, yeah, wow. but the FBI was involved too. The I F- lived in North Carolina at the time, so the FBI is the one that questioned me.
6: It went from IRS to FBI. Yeah. But wow. they were the ones first that were like, Do you recognize this person? They brought me a picture of her. But it does feel a bit of a violation whenever it isn't to be a fan, but when someone knows you but also works at a place where they can get inside your information and see like your guts.
9: I mean, she had already seen it all, but thank goodness there's also an internal system that will flag people. Like, she, what, how she got caught was she was looking at things clearly she wasn't supposed to, and it got red flagged, and then they were like, wait, why is this person in San Antonio looking up these people? And then they connected the dots. They were like, what did these people have in common?
6: <laughs> and it was the show. And
9: they said that, oh, wait. It okay, was, one, it was oh.
6: one of my ex-girlfriends at the time. Yeah. Like, it, she went in on me every way, and then started just do, 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 going around the dots to oh, see, look wow. at what everybody yeah, had. We money
9: part of a federal investigation where people put our names together and someone on the team or someone investigating was like that's the Bobby Bone show <laughs> and then they started reaching out to all of us and I, I remember
6: when they got there I sit down in the chair and I'm sort of pouring water over my face and they're like what are you doing I'm like I'm, I'm waterboarding me I know you guys want some answers <laughs> you just like so let's volunteer get yourself yes. for that
9: um, Yeah, it was scary I think
6: my story saved your bit Ray yeah. thank done. you
9: yeah. it's fine I would have picked his no matter what clickbait
6: yeah clickbait. Oh, is he getting a reputation to clickbait Ray
9: no yeah. I think that that's a
6: Mike, thing. you think he is? Clickbait Ray? Uh, he's like, he was pretty good. The
7: headline was pretty good. But Clickbait Ray? I okay. mean, it works on the internet. Why not? Clickbait Ray. <laughs> I might, do, I he'll need, he'll I might need to it. change the title of my story then.
10: Yeah.
11: Like Why?
6: a murder in my house, maybe? <laughs> no, but that's not true. His,
2: his was still kind of true. <laughs>
6: okay. All right, Ray, thank you for your story. Yep.
2: It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
1: It's number six on the Best Bits this week. The show shared the things they are geeking out over right now, and they're across the board from basketball to forest bathing to reality TV shows to fishing. It is all the fun things that sometimes we never get to geek out over, so you get to hear that from the show right now.
2: Number six. All
6: right, this segment is called Nerding Out. It's what we're all individually nerding out about. We even have nerdy music. Hit that, please. All right, nerding out. Amy, you're first. Go.
9: Well, I'm nerding out about forest bathing because I keep reading about it in like health and wellness as a way to decrease stress and stuff. So I'm finally going to go take myself uh, to a forest bath this weekend. What's what's
6: a forest bath?
9: Well, all you got to do is just go be out with nature. I'm going to go to this woods area where I like to hike and I'm going to sit and soak up like all the things I'm going to breathe. You're fully clothed. It's not like you're oh. taking a bath. And you're not in the water. Y- no, you're not in the water. You're You're soaking up nature, the trees. Like so it's I guess what's it called? Forest bathing.
6: Ages, I don't know, zero through eighteen. Forest bathing for life for me. <laughs> Lived in the woods basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess so. I'm sure
9: it's good for your stress level. So why again? Um, decreased stress, boosted immunity, and it helps. How boost How does your- it
6: boost immunity when you're sitting in the woods?
9: Because like if you're feeling one with nature and healthier, and if your stress is decreased, your immunity's better. Mm-hmm. I mean, ying 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 ying. <laughs> <laughs> for-
6: That's all right. Interesting. <laughs> all right, nerding out, Eddie. What do you got, man?
11: So you know I love fishing. Uh, the guy, this guy in North Carolina, he. Caught a, a fish that broke a 60 year old record. This fish was 12 pounds, eight ounces. I mean, it's huge. I saw it. I'm like, that is a beautiful fish.
6: What kind of fish, though? Because, like, um, a, a catfish, they go up to like 100. Sure, I get it. It's a speckled trout. Okay, trout and man, definitely what,
11: smaller. Yeah. My goal recently has been to catch a trout. There's a river like 30 minutes from here. I will do it in the next couple years. I know I can.
6: Who's going to do it first? Lunchbox went a lottery or Eddie catches a record trout? I don't, I don't know. Oh, the no, lottery for sure. One, uh, the yeah. fish, yeah, guys. Not, neither one. Okay. <laughs> uh, mine is. The NCAA tournament starts on Thursday officially with the 64. They're playing games. Um, not on Thursday. They've already happened. But on Thursday, it happens. You can still bet. You can still build your bracket. Oh, good. But I'm going to give you tips now. Pick the lower numbers. Okay. Just in generally, p- Pick the lower so, like, numbers. By lower, ones, you mean twos, team number
8: one, two. Yes.
6: Kay. They're the better team. 64% of the time, a number one seed wins the tournament, wins the whole thing. There are four number ones. Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor. They're number twos. We could go through the whole thing. but (laughs) They're number 11s. Literally, (laughs) pick the lower numbers. There are going to be some upsets, but usually what happens most of the time is that the lower numbers win.
9: So we can still bet like through. I don't want to do a bracket, but I can do like DraftKings. Okay, you're my coach.
6: I don't want to be in charge of your money. It's okay,
9: I'm going Baylor. Number one, all the way, take it. Okay. That's what my dad would want. But you can't. It. You know,
6: you're not going to bet. You can bet them to win. You can bet what they call a future to win it all if you mm-hmm. want. But you can also bet individually each game.
9: Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to be busy. I'm not going to watch though. You don't have to watch.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I have to have coach to. her, then watch for her. <laughs> yeah. I'll be watching. <laughs> okay. Yes. But that's my tip. It's an easy tip. Don't pick a lot of ups. You can pick an occasional upset or two, but generally the data shows the lower numbers win more games and win the tournament. Okay.
9: Who are you saying is going to win? Arkansas. But they're not eleven. Hey, I said what I said. Of course (laughs) you would.
6: They're a four. Um, Other than Arkansas, I think I think Tennessee got robbed. They're a three, but I think they probably should have been a two or maybe even a one. I think your school, Texas A and M, got robbed of uh, being in the tournament. Period. What? Michigan should not be in the tournament. Oh, there's a there's a lot of different things happening here. But um, I'm going with Arkansas, or Tennessee, or Kentucky. (laughs) Okay.
11: No number ones there. Okay.
10: Uh, That's correct. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Uh, lunchbox, you're up. Look, guys, I've been telling you about the challenge on MTV for years. Wes, Banana, CT, Laurel, Cam. I'll tell you guys, you got to watch it. No one cares about the challenge. No one likes the challenge. That's why the challenge is coming to CBS. It got a spinoff, baby. When You, you want to know when you're huge in TV is you get a spinoff series. They're going to take people from Big Brother, Survivor, and Amazing Race, and they're going to put them on the challenge, and we got another rendition of the challenge. Woohoo!
6: They've done this form of show for a long time. They used to do Battle of Network Media Stars, Battle of Sports. So the challenge itself isn't new, but I think what we don't care about are the people on the MTV challenge. Because we don't know who they
10: are. Well, you should care, because it used to just be Real World and Road Rules people. And now they're going to CBS, and the winner of that gets an automatic bid into the MTV show, Battle of the World.
9: <laughs> what if the people that win are like, now nah, I'm good? <laughs> <laughs>
10: they're like, well, I ought to go play down. I just won the big
6: one here on CBS. That'd be fun. It'd be fun to watch your favorite yeah network reality stars play against each other. I probably won't watch it, but I oh. do see where that would be fun. All right. I thought you were going to get on the challenge train. If it were shows I cared about, if it were like Dwight from The Office, you he know, He wouldn't survive. Playing Ooh, against yeah, good one. Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> no, no, you can't have 90-year-olds. Jennifer
9: Aniston. <laughs> yeah. From oh, Friends. Like that God. would be fun because yeah.
6: I care about them. All right, there you go. That's nerding out. Thank you, guys and jam out to some music for five seconds turn it up yeah all right nerding out we're just nerding out we're nothing but nerds and we
2: just nerding out it's the best bits of the week with
5: morgan number two hey this is justin richmond host of the broken record podcast Join me on Broken Record, along with music industry icon Rick Rubin and authors Malcolm Gladwell and Bruce Hedlum, as we sit down with the artists you love, getting unparalleled creative insight into your favorite music. You'll hear revealing interviews with some of the most legendary figures in music, like Neil Young, Andre 3000, Bruce Springsteen, and Nas. And you'll learn about up-and-coming artists like Michelle Zahner, who talks about her big plans for the dreamy indie pop band Japanese Breakfast, and Krungbin the Texas trio who share the inspiration behind their global funk sound. This March, we're spotlighting female artists like Missy Elliott, Patti Smith, and Bonnie Raitt. Celebrate Women's History Month with us and learn how these incredible women changed what was possible in music, forging their own paths while also paving the way for others. Listen to Broken Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: A super epic interview and performance this week by Ernest. It was his first time on the show. He's done the Bobby cast with Bobby uh, one time. And then I think uh, Bobby went on Ernest's podcast as well. So super cool things there. But this was his first time on the Bobby Bones show. And he talked a lot about his songwriting. The, you know, he's written for Morgan Wallen, Chris Lane, Mason Ramsey. He has so much talent just across the board. And so he performed some of those songs that he's written. He also performed... His brand new song, Flower Shops, that's with Morgan Wallen, of course. It was just him here in studio, so you can hear that interview and his performance. But if you want to watch it, too, go to BobbyBones.com.
2: Number five, the Friday morning conversation with
6: Ernest. All right, I'm pumped to have Ernest here. And before we actually talk to him, which, by the way, hello, Ernest. Hi. Now just pause for a second. I'm going to do a little, little sell of you, okay? All good. I uh, love this guy. He's got a new album out called Flower Shops. Um, and we will. he's going to play a song from it in a second. The song right now that is crushing the charts is Flower Shops. And here's a clip.
12: So Mr. It's Ernest
6: and Morgan Wallen right there. Um, on I top of that, he wrote Big, Big Plans for Chris Lane, one of the writers there. I, big, big I Love My Country from FGL. I love my country. Breaking Up was easy in the 90s for Sam Hunt.
8: Sitting at the house.
6: More Than My Hometown for Morgan Wallen. A like Kane Brown, one Mississippi. So, this guy's got it all. Wow. Just a few good ones. All right, we'll be back after this break. That's the whole break I was just talking about. <laughs> Ernest, how are you, buddy? Good, man. How are you? You know, Eddie said he, he came in the studio and he said, Hey, I, I saw possibly Ernest driving down the road. And he said it looked like two cartoon characters. It, looked, it could have been.
13: And because your car is a, a 75 Coupe de Ville.
6: Yeah, that was it. And, you, yeah, and it had to have been that was it. <laughs> what did you see inside the car? Uh, just two
11: dudes like, ble- I mean, the music was so loud. I, we were at a red light and you had pulled up next to me and my my car was shaking because you guys were jamming to something. It's almost like that TikTok video where you guys are just not both not talking to each other, but nodding your head, listening to something really good.
13: Yeah, that's, that, and, that
6: and sounds you, about right. Who do you think was in the car with him?
11: Uh, maybe Hardy. Just because you both <laughs> have like trucker hats on. I didn't recognize Hardy. Maybe he didn't have glasses on or what. But. I think it
13: was my boy Foley.
7: Okay. Uh, classic Foley. Foley. Oh, no, it's Foley. Foley. It's Foley.
6: Classic Foley. <laughs> awesome. Uh awesome. People are loving the new record. Thank you. You know, I had a radio guy that reached out to me um, and said, Hey, I don't often say this. It's uh, one of our guys that runs a station in South Carolina, just privately. And he says, This is the only record that I love every single song on it. And he said, In like 20 years. Wow. And so that wasn't him blowing smoke because you were doing an interview. He was just telling me that, you know, offhand because you'd come to the house and did the podcast.
13: That's wild. That's awesome.
6: Um, I want to play a little clip here. This is Sucker for Small Towns. Really like this one. This is track one on his record.
8: I'm a sucker for small towns.
6: So this album has everything. It's got the slow ones that I love. It is a is a pure country album. And congratulations on it, man. It's really good. I appreciate it. Um, when you make music, because you know you've written all kinds of songs for all kinds of people, how do you know what songs you want to keep for you and what songs you want to let somebody else record?
13: Pretty early on, while the song's getting written, I can have that emotional connection with it. When I start singing it, I know pretty pretty well then and there. uh in the same way, I know when it sounds like if it's a Morgan song or Chris Lane or somebody else if I'm gonna let it go how many songs on
6: Morgan's last double album did you write with with him or write period Lem that's a lot (laughs) wow yeah that's a lot. And, and you're doing these shows out with Morgan now. Like, What is it like to get—I mean, these, these arenas are packed.
13: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, the hardest part is not being able to play any of my Morgan songs in my set. Oh, in my set. But, uh, no, it's great. His fan base is awesome, uh, and they've taken me on well. Uh, and playing in front of any crowd is awesome, they're singing your songs back. It's just—yeah, it's the best. Tell my friends here on the show, you moved off to an island for a long time. How long? Yeah, St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. I lived there for about a year, and we visit regularly now still. And why did you move there? Uh, Because... at the time, my girlfriend's dad, now my wife, uh, was looking for houses down there, and we went. He went and took all of us with him for six weeks. We rented a house, and uh, in that six weeks, we fell in love with the island. He found the house, so I stayed on the island with him while she went to college <laughs> and gigged around like Thursday through Saturdays doing beach bar gigs. That's stayed
6: with life. the girlfriend's dad and just played on the island <laughs> for a amazing. year. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like that's where you kind of found yourself musically because you were just playing so many shows? And you weren't making
13: really any money Uh, i found myself entirely there musically and spiritually definitely the islands helped jumpstart whatever the rest of my life was about to be what is the
6: rest of your life i mean what's it about right now Ernest is here like what do you say when someone's like what's your life about
13: well now i'm a family man which is awesome it's you know that the dream is happening uh perfectly music and family but uh having to find the balance between being a dad and a husband and Going and doing the rock star thing too has been a challenge, but uh, I'm lucky as I'll get out. They're supportive. Ryman's coming out with me this weekend on the roads. By the way,
6: Ryman's his baby. Okay, not the building. I was like, wow, the whole Ryman's (laughs) Ryman's my baby boy's name. Uh, Ernest is here, and if you don't mind, I would like to start off with hearing you perform Flower Shops. Sure. Can you talk about the song, though, because you wrote it, talk about you're sitting in a room, and, you know, where'd the idea come from, and what does the song mean?
13: Yeah, so, uh, to be honest, the song that inspired this song is "Good Year for the Roses by George Jones. And uh, Burgess, Ben Burgess and I were on our way to Mark Holman's to write that day, and that song came on on a iTunes Essential Playlist or whatever, George Jones Playlist. And uh, we looked at each other like, what a cool title. Burgess just like, yeah, dude, we should write one of those. And I was like, yeah. He was like, we should write something like Good Day for Flower Shops. I was like, absolutely, yes. So we kind of talked it out, uh, the character and what that song was going to mean, and had a lot of it written by the time we got to Holman's. And when we got to Holman's, picked up, picked up the guitar and started the... Uh, And it was in better tune at that time of the day, <laughs> but, but but in no time we put we put melody and and all the thoughts came to life and we wrote the song pretty quick and we knew then that something was special but we didn't know. Here you know. is Ernest. Yeah, here you go. Performing flower shops.
8: It's a beautiful day. She's been crying all night. All there's tears and her blues, and bloodshot in mine. This bender's been bending. It's hell bound to break. My baby's had all she can take. So, Mister, I'll take your roses. If you cut off the thorn, she can't take no more. How about violets and daisies to hide all the crazy? It's going to take all you've got. Oh, it's a bad day for love, but a good day for flower shops.
6: Ernest, in studio thank you it's a great song man thank you how did you get morgan wallen to sing that song with you
13: i texted him the demo pretty soon after i got it back just out of excitement like yo dude listen to this and um it turned into one of both of our favorite songs and uh pretty naturally we started singing it together we sang it together at a couple events and then um he pretty much announced that he was going to do it with me at a Whiskey Jam show, and then <laughs> so, <laughs> Morgan said he was going to do it with me, and then we did it together. Uh, at Ernest, you guys can follow
6: him on Instagram. We'll be back with Ernest in a second. I'm going to ask you to do what cool songwriters do that have a lot of success, just to play me little clips of the songs you've written. Okay. Is that cool? Can we sure. do that? Sure. Also, and I haven't ran this by him, but can you, and I don't want to spoil it for our listeners, I tell him, can you rap my favorite song that you wrote for someone else, just that little part of it?
13: Oh, you're talking about... The, the young, the young... Hop up in or Not yet, not yet. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it. We, will, we will come yes, back. Yes, I can. All right. Uh,
6: Ernest did something that I'm amazed by, I love, and I didn't even know he did it. Ernest has a new album called Flower Shops, the album, this is track two, that I love, called Tennessee Queen.
8: Good God Almighty, yeah, we we've got it good, got a couple of Graceland, way out in the
12: So only
8: you can be my Tennessee Ernest, you grew
6: up here in Nashville, which is rare. You know, most artists that come through didn't really grow up here. Yeah. Um, when you were a kid, did you ever see any cool country music artists just randomly in a restaurant or something?
13: Yeah, my, my cool country music artist exposure was uh, Billy Dean. I was in third grade. and I'm el- Miss
2: Billy the Kid. Yeah.
13: yeah, dude, I went to elementary school and middle school with Eli, his son, and Billy would like pick us up from school and take us to the pancake pantry. we go in through the back door, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm not waiting in the lines.
6: That's something. Like, I guess when you're a kid, there are other kids. And they have famous dads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you don't, you don't think about yeah, that.
13: That was my exposure to cool
6: country artists, Billy Dean. Man, Billy the Kid was such a jam yeah. back in the day. Uh, Ernest is here. He's got the album. But he's also written so many massive songs for other artists. So I've picked a few that I really enjoy. Okay. And if you can give me just a little bit, like, you know, a little verse, a little chorus, or just chorus, whatever. Uh, Chris Lane, Big, Big Plans. All right. And now this song, if I'm uh, right about this, Cause you don't know I got some big, big, that song. But this was the song he proposed with?
13: He proposed, yeah. So
6: were you involved in the secret writing of this? <laughs>
13: yeah. And yeah. record, I mean, like what happened? Well, Jacob Durrett and I started writing this song and then it was kind of half done. Uh, and we showed it to Seth, the manager, and he was like, hey, I think Chris is looking for a song to propose Too. This would be awesome. Let's get Chris in to finish it. So we brought Chris in, custom detailed the song straight up, built it out just for him. And then, you know, two weeks later, he played her the demo at her family's house and it worked. So I had a big part in that relationship working out. (laughs) Without you, you, they
6: wouldn't be together. They wouldn't have a kid. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) There's life on this earth because of Ernest. Exactly. Wow, that's not his. Okay, here is a little bit of Chris Lane's number one that Ernest wrote Big, Big Plans.
8: Just look at her sitting there Sweatpants, t-shirt, and a comfy chair Mm, Her hair in a bun, one hand on a mug And the other one's playing snare To a George Strait final that Yes, and no line will get her close But I don't think she can understand Just how far I've been letting my heart fall And what's in my head she don't know I got some big, big plans. Build a little house out on some hand me down land. Find a little island where we go to get tan. bet we take our kids down there one day. And I know she wouldn't mind if I did a little something like find a flight. Overnight to paradise and leave tonight. And I'm gonna put a diamond on her hand. She don't know I got some big, big plans. She don't. Know she don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um,
6: one of the songs that you wrote that we played a little bit on this show, but it wasn't really like a country music song, uh, was when Diplo did a country album. Him and Morgan Wallen did Heartless. Yeah. And so when you wrote that, was that with kind of the the Diplo-ish kind of beat behind it?
13: Yeah. We did. Me and Ryan Heard wrote that with Charlie Handsome, and Charlie's an awesome pop hip hop producer. uh We work with a lot. And he had the drums smacking on that thing, so by the time we when we finished writing it, we actually kind of maybe manifested the Morgan Diplo thing. Oh, this would be awesome for Morgan and Diplo and it turns out it was.
8: Just give me a little bit of that. I don't need a whole lot why you gotta be so heartless I know you think it's harmless you are tear me apart and girl the hardest part is you're so out own attention taking my miles inches. leave me in the darkness never finish what we started girl why you gotta be so heartless
6: that's a good one that's a good one yeah what if he played one I was like that's not a good one
2: <laughs> and I was like you know I heard that one I never really loved it I never really loved it
6: um do we have a clip of the, the Mason Ramsey? Yep. Okay, so Old Town Road came out massive. They put out a couple versions and one had Mason Ramsey in it. We played it here. And so here is Mason on Old Town Road.
12: Hop up in my just
6: That's enough from there. I just wanted to, like, <laughs> We're good? But <laughs> set the mood. They call <laughs> little Nas X like FaceTime doing like the middle of the night
13: or yeah, something like that. A, right after dinner time, Mason's manager. I got the call from the bullpen. He was like, "Smith, get loose." <laughs> so me, you ran
6: up to a studio and, rec- and
13: re- yeah, yeah, we recorded we recorded this verse that night, and it came out the
6: next day. Do you know the whole verse by heart right now? I think I do. Here he is, Ernest, doing the Mason Ramsey part
8: <clears throat> that he wrote for Old Town Road. All right, hopped up in my razor, got a thousand acres. Uh, ride up on the cows with it, Betty. You don't faze her. I oh, I oh. Yippee, okay. If you ain't got no giddy up, then giddy out my way. I oh, I oh. Yeah, come on. Yippee, okay. If no. you ain't got no giddy up, then
7: yes. Did you ever meet Mason Ramsey? Oh yeah, Mason's little bro. I went on tour
13: with Mason. That's I right. I saw that picture.
8: Now that I think about
13: it. Yeah, I opened for Mason. <laughs> I
6: saw a picture of you in like a chain with Mason. Yes. next to you. Yeah. This guy opened for Mason Ramsey. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> Okay, I want to encourage you guys to check out Flower Shops, the album. The show, uh, the song Flower Shops is just killing it right now, but it's an entire album that just came out. I'm going to play one more track here. Here is track... Mm, let's do track five, Comfortable When I'm Crazy.
8: Maybe I ain't no saint, I'm only comfortable when I'm crazy. His name is Ernest,
6: and he drives... Let me get the right here. 1975 Cadillac Coupe de Ville, who he blasts music, and he has to be paying a lot for gas. I've seen it. <laughs>
13: yeah, gas is not cheap.
6: <laughs> yeah, gas, To drive that thing. That I is,
13: ran out of gas pulling up to another radio show last week, so I drove my truck today, so we didn't have that
9: happen
2: Oh,
13: no. <laughs> I'm happy for it, actually.
6: I <laughs> hope you were late over there and it really destroyed their show. Oh. Threw, it, threw it to the trash. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> There he is. Follow him, at Ernest. Ernest, good to see you,
13: bud. Good to see you, too. And
6: man. I hope Thanks everybody checks out Flower Shops the album and checks out Ernest Podcast, which I've been a guest on. I don't guest on a lot of podcasts, but Ernest podcast. Yay. Just be in earnest. It's called Just Be in Earnest. <laughs> My
9: favorite um, line in the flower shop song, I just uh, i am obsessed with the remove the thorns because she can't take any more like hurt and pain. I Exactly. Like, I'm, Please, uh, if you can
13: do one little thing, yeah. make sure there's no thorns on there.
9: Yeah. <laughs> I,
13: I just, would probably lie and say that was
6: a true story. I like what you guys did. Like you bait George Jones. I, but I'd be like, yeah, it's happened to me.
13: Well, I told yeah, just, you it wasn't hard for me or Ben to go there. It's, okay. it's happened to both see? of us. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like.
6: He's modifying this. We're seeing yes, it live. Yes, yes. there you yes. go. All right, at Ernest. Ernest, good to see you, bud. And Thanks we will too, uh, hopefully
2: see you soon. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number 2.
1: Everything is getting so crazy expensive lately, and Scuba Steve is experiencing a lot with that, especially with his phone bill. He got a really crazy phone bill recently, and as much as he may want to blame the scammers, it is mostly Scuba Steve's fault because of his response to the scammers and what's been happening. So, yeah, this is a good one. And maybe it'll make you do it, too. Just, you know, don't be charged like Scuba did in this segment.
2: Number four. Okay, so
6: we selected and pick a bit. We voted and Scuba Steve's segment is up. Hey, Scuba, so... Your cell phone bill was much higher than you anticipated. Why? What happened?
14: Hundreds more dollars. Hundreds more dollars, he said. Than I anticipated. And it came from the courtesy of my wife texting me saying, what the hell are you doing with international <laughs> phone calls? International phone calls. Yes. So we've talked about scams a lot in the show recently. And then the cell phone robo calls. So I'm the kind of person, when you get those, I do a couple different things. If I'm busy, I pick it up and hang it up. So it goes away. If I have some free time, I'll pick it up and I'll, I'll, I'll talk to them. <laughs> or, if <I'm> at, <laughs> or if I'm at the house, my son will pick up, and he'll talk to them for how, however long the conversation goes.
6: So you've been talking to these people that are trying to scam you out of money or sell you a warranty.
14: Yes, which they're not going to scam me because I know what they're up to. I just kind of want to—for it, it, me, it's it's, uh, it's a release. It's fun for me to do these things. Do you ever learn
6: anything from them?
14: <laughs> uh, sometimes I learn about their family because when my son intervenes and has a conversation, they start talking about their kids and their wife and their home life. <laughs> Um, he kind of breaks down the walls with them, gets a little personable. Uh, for me, I, I've learned that these guys are not as bad as they say they are. They're just trying to make some money. And you wasting their time keeps them from calling other people. Yes, exactly, because they're not getting anything out of me.
9: So, so like, what countries have you talked to? Uh,
14: the Philippines. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> India. <laughs> I've talked to people over in England. I've talked to people all, all over the world. Haiti. And you didn't, Haiti? And wow. you didn't think that it could have been... Amy's kids' uncles. Yeah. Are waste <laughs> <of this time.
6: laughs> That's right. Could have been. Well, I figure they're wasting my time, so I'm going to waste their time. And you got your phone bill, and it was hundreds
14: of dollars more expensive. Yes, because it turns out if you're on that phone call for longer than I think five or six seconds, it starts charging you because you've accepted the phone call and picked it up. Wow. So we've got a lot of extra charges on the phone bill this past month.
9: Interesting.
6: Um, according to UMail's Robocall Index, almost 3.8 billion spam calls were made in February alone. <gasps> I mean, I get them all the time, and they're, like, one number different than mine, which is weird, because, again, you feel like it might be your long-lost twin brother or something. <laughs> do you we pick them up? <laughs> no, I hang them up. Okay,
14: good.
9: But those you wouldn't get billed for, because that's right. domestic.
14: I pick and Well, Scuba, when yours come, do they show as domestic, or do they show as? Us- so they've come in many different ways. They've, they've, they've even popped up as South Korea. So I've seen where it's another country because they'll have a country co- code. It'll say like plus 3-1 or something yeah. weird. Yeah,
9: and like Russia's called me.
14: Re- Recently? Putin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Asking
9: well, I this. don't know, but it shows up as that. It's this weird number, and then underneath in small letters it says Russia.
14: Okay, so your advice, Scuba, is as don't do what I do. Don't, don't pick it up and talk to them. There is a hack, though, to get them to stop calling you. If you pick it up, And you put it on mute so it's silent, they'll speak, and then eventually, if you say nothing, it goes away, you're off that list.
9: But then you get billed for picking it up.
14: Well, not if it's more than five, if it's less than five seconds and you hang up, you're fine. (laughs) Sounds like more than five (laughs) seconds to me. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
6: I'm not risking that. All right, Scooby, that's the pick-a-bit. How do we feel about that pick-a-bit? Good. Pretty good. Uh, Feel good.
10: Educational. Disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) No one's voting for me. It's getting annoying. Yeah. You really want your bit to be picked. Huh? Yeah. And I know that Amy's never going to pick mine. So I know that I'm in trouble. That's
9: not true. But now no, he's playing
6: true. you. Now he's playing you.
9: I know. Now but he's it's pushing fine. you the opposite Listen, way. Listen, you know what I do? My brain goes back to like, I don't know, 2006 when we had naked baby on the schedule mm-hmm. for like years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we never did we ever get to it? Yeah. One time finally. Okay. Eventually.
6: The whole bit was Lunchbox had sent it a bit years, years, years prior. Going, I was at the lake and there was this
10: baby out in the lake <laughs> and it was naked. Like the mom was just, like a four year old just out. Playing naked in the lake. <laughs> I said it was awkward because it was like it was like at Barton Springs where there's a bunch of people. So it's just naked in front of all these people. I was like, is that not inappropriate? And it stayed on there forever, and we gave it like half a second because finally Bobby just wanted to take it off the schedule.
6: I had it on the list of things to talk about for three years. Three yeah. years? All, the,
9: all it said <laughs> and was. And we never naked got baby. to it. every
6: day it was on the list to talk about. and just said naked baby. Yeah. That's funny. And then I think we did it right before we moved. Just so it, we went so to a new city and with so naked so baby. What's
9: this called again? His thing?
6: Pick a bit. Lunch is this called. Hold on. Have it written down here. The news? Um, has anyone seen me on the news? <laughs>
2: yes. Of
9: course just going to, like, no, I'm Please. not going to cave. Has Lunchbox seen me on but the
2: news? But see what I'm saying? you got to throw
10: her off the jury because she's already admitting
9: that she's a tainted
10: juror. So
9: I wouldn't Morgan did pick it only
10: because it's been
2: sitting on the list. Yeah. To be fair. But that's better. Okay.
6: Thank you, Scuba, for your pick a bit.
2: It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
1: It's always weird when I intro one that has me involved in it. But this week we talked about me trying to get on the super fan show for Shania Twain. We talked about why I'm a super fan, how Lunchbox doesn't think I should be on the show. You know, all the things. I'm just going to leave that there and I'm going to say I am a Shania Twain super fan and I have been for so much of my life. So, you know, know, it's fine. It's fine. Lunchbox can keep his jealousy. I'll just say that, you know, you got to give support to get support to Lunchbox if he's listening which I know he isn't but right now you can hear the segment where we talk about me being a superman superman I could be superman that'd be fun I am a super fan of Shania Twain
2: number three Morgan
6: I want to come to you first and Morgan is our head of digital the website all the socials you know she has a job that never stops and she is a massive Shania Twain fan And on the show, we were talking about this TV show where they're looking for super fans. Now, what did you find out after we did the segment?
1: So Scuba Steve reached out to the people and they were like, have her go ahead and send it in because the deadline had passed. And we're like, oh, crap, she's not going to be able to get in. But they were like, go ahead and have her send it in. We'll pass it on to the casting director. So I submitted all my super fan information, and it's being passed on right now as we speak. Amazing. You know,
6: this is one of those, it's like rain. <laughs> Like, Isn't it ironic in a good way? And I'm going to tell you how. Scuba Steven approached me a couple weeks ago and said, hey, there's this new show. Would you like to talk to the producer? And I thought that show's very interesting, but we don't talk to a lot of producers of shows. But then once Amy gave more details about Kelsey... And Shania. Little Big Town. Little Big Town. I thought maybe we should, because this is right in our, And then the fact that you're a super fan, we're going to have her on the show, if not tomorrow, Monday, to talk about it. If you were to get on the show, two things. One, that would be amazing, because you are a massive Shania fan. It would be awesome. But two, I do think someone on this show would implode
1: yes he would who <laughs> <laughs>
9: mm-hmm.
10: here's the thing okay go ahead
9: <laughs> you guys
10: speaking are speaking now i don't want to ruin her chances of getting on the show but she is a fan she's not a super fan she doesn't have tattoos of shania she doesn't have shania well, well, why all are you world. knocking her down i'm just saying you're knocking her down I, I, <laughs> no i just said i'm not going to try to ruin her chances but she's a fan <laughs> but a super fan ah, ah, that ain't her
9: are you a but- tina turner super fan
10: I love Tina Turner. Are I, you a super fan?
9: Do you have a Tina tattoo?
10: <laughs> no,
6: but I, I, I once... I, 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 uh-huh. No, yes. I want My point is there's no reason for you to take shots at her. I'm not taking shots. You yeah, just you said are. why she shouldn't be on the show.
1: You said because she doesn't have a Shania tattoo. <laughs>
6: Morgan, why did you tell them you're a Shania super fan?
1: Well, so I explained that she was the first CD that I ever had. Like, I grew up only listening. Let's do one
6: at a time. Okay. Lunchbox, you tell me if these count as super fan yeah. uh, elements. Okay, uh, uh, go. N- Number one.
1: So I told them that she was the first CD I ever had. It's all I listened to for several years. No. Okay. That's a
6: good start to a super fan. Okay. 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 Go ahead.
1: She was the first concert I ever went to.
10: Yeah. Wow.
6: And okay, great. Tell them
1: what you are. And, yes, I had leopard print on.
10: Okay. I bet a lot of girls out there, first concert with Shania Twain with leopard print because that was their favorite artist. Next. <laughs>
1: My dad held me up so I could touch her hand and I would not let my parents wash my hand for several weeks after the fact.
10: Mm, that's good. Oh wow. wow. Okay, like okay. Just like any other kid, okay? Did you
1: put it like in a Ziploc bag when you showered? Yeah, kind of. Like I, I refused. It was like a whole thing with my parents when this happened. Anything else? And then I would always have her posters hanging up and I knew every single song on every single one of her albums, even her new one after she had a hiatus. I knew wow. all those now songs. Wow, that's
6: super fan. I never heard any of that. <laughs> i honest with you. Okay. Yes, Amy. Well,
1: and I'll just say too
9: to remind Lunchbox of like what it is is there's going to be other fans and Morgan's going to get to compete. So her like she'll have to know things and she'll have to prove herself and prove that she's the number one fan. How many times you, know?
10: have you seen her in concert?
9: I've
1: seen her twice.
9: Oh,
10: super fan. She but she retired. Always. Super
1: fan. She was little. Yeah. She, she retired. Was like a wow, child. super fan. <laughs> $500 to see her the second time. What? Oh, that wow. is super fan. No, that's just
6: called rich. No. No. Oh. Morgan's not rich. It was just a joke. That's not an insult, Morgan. No, that's okay. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not.
9: No, we're you're shocked shots? because that's not like Morgan probably had to save and figure it out. And like she was willing to invest in something that was important to her.
6: My point is instead of you saying I would also like to be on television and I'm a little jealous, you're taking shots at her to keep her off of television.
10: Not taking shots. Kind of. You immediately did. No, I immediately just pointed out facts. Okay. Um, we'll have her on. We'll have
6: the producer on. I think it would be awesome if you were able to get on. But if <laughs> I mean, if someone I, shows up with a Shania tattoo, you're out of luck. Yeah. I know. Get L- one. Get one real quick.
9: <laughs> Lunchbox, I think Pitbull is also doing this. Do you want to try to be his biggest fan?
10: No, I'd never see him in concert. Who cares?
9: You can get on TV. Yeah, get on TV. The I producer's mean, I would love coming to. on the show,
1: just, you know.
10: Uh, we'll have her on the next couple of days
6: I, I, I will
1: say I don't think I'm like A crazy fan I no, do think I'm just A that. good fan no. no don't say
10: that
6: You, you need, need to be, to be crazy to No see producers. there you go
10: Sell it like that you,
9: Morgan That's you a good job. did not your That's how you get hand. on TV
10: too. You
1: still haven't yeah. Wash yeah. 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 yeah I'm no, yeah, holding on you, you
9: still right. haven't yeah. It's in a
6: Ziploc bag right now
9: Like you uh,
6: <laughs> These producers want people Who are Super fan Loud Opinionated
9: Passionate I just want to make sure She doesn't think I'm stalkerish No 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 Okay
6: they want that Okay Okay We sent it off they're considering you. That would be amazing. Yes. Yes. And you can have all the time off you need to do it.
1: And yeah. now I'm going to go super crazy. So lunchbox. That's right. Sees me go on the TV show.
6: That's right. When she, when the woman comes on, uh, start like panting. <laughs> like, <laughs> things like that. No, really just start far. singing Shania. Uh, okay, we'll find out in the next couple of days if Morgan still has a
2: chance at this. Please no. That would be. <laughs>
6: <laughs> that would be very exciting, right?
2: Mm-hmm. It's the best bits of the week show! with Morgan number two
1: super cool moment for Eddie this week. A song that he wrote with John Daly came out on his new album. And so Eddie officially has like a song sung, produced on an album out into the world and we got to hear it and he shared the behind the scenes of it and how it happened. If you want to listen to that song, it's on bobbybones.com but right now, here's Eddie talking about writing the song with John Daly.
6: Number two. So, we mentioned in the post show yesterday, our Esteemed video producer, Eddie, wrote wrote, oh. wrote this song with John Daly, the golfer who has kind of a country music career as well. Yeah. And so the song is called Why'd She Ever Love Me? We played a clip of it in the post show and I was like, that song sounds pretty good. We only played the chorus, so I didn't really get a chance to hear uh-huh. the song. <laughs> You're going to play this right now? Yeah, That's amazing. Why not? Listen, this is awesome. Yeah, it's really, really You cool. went. This is cool. You did a big thing. Yeah. You went and wrote a song. You yeah. got a cut. It's on an album. Yeah. Like, this is the real deal. I'm proud of you. This Thank is amazing. Thank you, man. Thank you. So, we may not play all three minutes of it, Okay. but let's just see. I just want to listen to the words. All right. This is called Why'd She Ever Love Me by John Daly.
12: I sit down, have a drink, give me a second while I think about how I've lived. How I've lived. Do you mind if I bend you in and tell you how I got here? I'm a man that lost his chance with a woman who did nothing but give. She pulled her heart out I took another shot of whiskey I treated so bad How the hell she ever forgive me Just cause I didn't show it Doesn't mean I didn't care Kept it all inside When I should have been there With the tears she cried Yes, I above me Why'd she ever love me And through the tears in my eyes Behind the bar I recognize that sweet face that put me in my place for all these years She pulled her heart out took another shot whiskey I treated so bad How the hell she ever forgive me Just cause I didn't show it Doesn't mean I didn't care Kept it all inside When I should have been there With the tears she cried Yes, answer lies Above me Why'd she Ever love me
9: Come on. This good. Uh, so, Thank like, you. what words did you
3: write?
11: Yeah. I mean, it's I don't It's not know. really how it works. Yeah, it's yeah, like. I
9: just didn't know if he had, like, a like a line that was, like, yours. No.
11: Yeah, like, it's a team effort. Yeah. All right, here, let's finish it up. All right. Eddie wrote this with John Daly. Money, now,
12: and I can't another year. You're the one I've been running. So bad how the hell you ever forgive me. Just cause I didn't show it doesn't mean I didn't care. should have kept it all inside when I should have been there. Answer lies right here.
11: Come on, there it is. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) That's pretty
6: cool, man. That's awesome, dude. Thank you for playing that. That's really cool. I'm proud of you. That's awesome. That's uh, John Daly, the uh, former professional golfer. But Eddie wrote that with him. Yeah. And that's really stinking cool, my friend. (laughs) That's awesome. Man, it's
11: crazy. We wrote that in August of last year, and it's like... Barely came out what like last week or something. It's like, man, that takes a while. I'm sure some people write songs like years and years ago and then it finally sees the light of day. It's pretty cool. I'm a part of that right now.
6: It's actually a pretty good song too. Yeah. Thank like you. it sounds like a Lee
11: Bryce song. I mean, when cool. I hear that, that sounds like a Lee Bryce song. Well, hey, Lee Bryce can cut it, too, if he wants. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> why she ever love me? Come Pretty on, cool. man. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Our guy Eddie over here making big moves. Man, just kind of, just if an opportunity opens up, I take it. I like that. There it is. Uh, you guys can stream it, or I don't know. Eddie ain't going to make a
6: bunch of money off of it or no. anything.
11: Hey, what do you do? Go to iTunes and download it? No, yeah, they don't do that anymore. No,
9: <laughs> it, Somebody the, might. the
6: truth is, it'll probably be number one on iTunes, because <laughs> it takes like 30 <laughs> downloads to be a number one right. on iTunes. Uh, but. That's really cool Congratulations Thank you man Thanks A- for playing Amy, that Amy what do you want to say To our new songwriter
9: friend okay. I'm going to go oh, stream this, it. This is so oh, right right. I mean I'm super impressed Like I was feeling that song For sure And yeah I love that Eddie's Got Opportunities and he's trying it out. I mean, he's obviously been a songwriter with you, with the Raging Idiots, but this is, like, a little bit different. Yeah, and I love it.
11: Yeah, it's like a crazy real song. Yeah.
12: you
6: love me. Sounds no, but really seriously, cool. though, what words did you write? Yeah. I don't know. Love not me. Works. Works. You don't love me? All right, all right. Okay, well, I feel
11: good. Everybody feel good? <laughs> yes. Yeah, feel a little segment. Okay, cool. Hey, I even saw Lunchbox kind of bobbing his head He's crying. You know what I mean? saw him crying over there. there.
10: Hey, Why would I cry about a stupid song? Do you think it's a good song? Fine?
9: Okay, of course <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Well, now man, he's gonna, what so, would you
10: give it one through ten? Probably a six. Okay, better than average, that's though. Great. Oh wow, yeah. that's generous. I mean, for Eddie lunchbox. was trying to get me to get real into it. He kept hitting me going, hey man, you see that? I wrote that. He was pointing at himself, I'm like, yeah, dude, I know you wrote it. Bobby kept saying you wrote it. And he was like, Hey, you know I wrote that. Yeah, I got it. I mean, good job. Congratulations. Thanks, but you man. can't even tell us what you wrote, so I don't know how much you really wrote. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Next thing
9: you know, Lunchbox is gonna give Eddie songwriters for dummies.
10: <laughs> yeah, probably the book. No, no, that's a real
2: song. <laughs> that is a real song. Oh, boy. <laughs> It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
1: And coming in hot at number one is Tim Tebow. He came on the show to talk about a new book that he has out. But every time we do an interview with Tim Tebow, he's always so kind and so sweet. I think he might be the nicest person on planet Earth. And you guys always feel the same way. You guys write such nice things and engage so much with all the content about him. So without further ado, it is Tim Tebow. With Bobby Bones.
2: Number one. Always
6: loving having Tim on the show. Tim, how's it going, buddy?
4: I'm good, man. How are you? I-, I see you rocking the Arkansas sweatshirt. You know,
6: it's 90% of my wardrobe, and it wasn't because of you, although if you'd like to take it as a personal shot, I welcome it. Um <laughs> But it is most of my clothes, if it's not dress clothes, it's somehow got a razor back on it. So I appreciate the I like acknowledgement. It. I
4: got no problem. Rock your school. Be proud of it. No problem whatsoever. And listen, Bobby, I know you would never take any shots at me. So I know we're <laughs> better than that. So
6: Of course not. Uh, Tim Tebow on, who, by the way, the Gators lost to Arkansas a couple weeks ago in Florida. It's pretty cool. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> I was, I, I've spent a bit of time with your book, actually. It's a, it's a wonderful read as someone who loves motivational books. And I've actually highlighted a couple things that I wanted to bring to you. So I've made notes on pages, so excuse my fumbling. But the book is called Mission Possible. Go create a life that counts. And I want to go to this called Make the Choice. And I want to read a, a section of something that I found really moving and would like for Tim to elaborate a bit. Tim writes, before we start dreaming about the possible, we must remind ourselves of something. Even as we lock into significance over success, the results are beyond our control. Tim, talk to me about that. What do you mean by that in like human talking terms?
4: Well, um, first of all, thanks so for investing so much in reading it and being uh, you know aware of everything. I really appreciate that. First of all, I find that, Um, that really encouraging to me and the reason that I wrote this um, Bobby is to encourage people that's why it's literally titled Mission Possible not Tom Cruise Mission Impossible it is Mission Possible and I think to give a little background of of what I mean by that is is um, a few studies that have been done one with people 18 to 35 over 60% of them say no one believes in them there's no one in the world that believes them over 60% of young people and uh, another third of our population say that Either they're lonely all the time or most of the time. And then, out of our population, they spend 12% of their daily thoughts comparing themselves with other people. So... If, we're, if no one believes in us, if we're lonely all or most of the time and we're spending our, our time comparing our thoughts and, and we want to be like other people, there's no chance that we're going to actually live out the purpose, the calling, the dreams, the visions, the hopes that we have in our life. And so I wanted to write something that is going to encourage people in who they are and who they were cre- created to be and what they can accomplish. And I think getting to what we're talking about is sometimes the results aren't up to us, meaning the results of I want people to dream. But listen, if you're 5'5", you're probably not going to be better than LeBron James at basketball. Let's just be honest about that. But with this book, be having a mission possible life, a life that truly counts, that's possible for everyone. It's not about how equipped you are, how, um, what your status is, how many followers you have, how skilled you are. It is about making the choice to be willing to love, serve, give, care, pray, and be willing to give of yourself to help other people. And I believe every single one of us can make that choice.
6: I didn't feel that way about myself till right now. He just motivated me to believe that about myself. <laughs> oh. Talking to him in person, yes. Um, there's another part that I read, and it was a part of the book. It was called "There Is No Yet," and you talk about mm. how easy it is whenever times are good to make commitments. And I believe part of it was when you're getting married, it's easy to make the vows for sickness, for sickness and death, or whenever right. you've yeah. you know working on a project, it's easy to commit to it and all that. But then sometimes it gets hard. And so kind of go into that a little bit and what you meant.
4: Well, um, that was actually, I was sharing a story to illustrate it about Jeff and Becky Davidson, um, very close friends of, of ours and ministry partners of ours. And they had been married for many years and they had a child, John Alex, who was born with severe special needs and um, actually in taking care of both of them, both of them are in the hospital. Um, Jeff and John Alex were in the hospital and the social worker because Jeff was was so sick. He said, you know, if Jeff survives and he goes home, how are you, to Becky, how are you gonna take care of him? Like, who's gonna take care of him? She said, I will. Like, I've been doing it for 25 years. I'm not gonna stop. And and the social worker said, well, yeah. Meaning, you're not gonna stop yet. But when it it gets hard enough, you're gonna make the choice to quit. And when um, uh, Jeff was on his deathbed, the last thing that that she said to him as uh, she's holding his hand is, There was no yet. There was never yet, you know? There was never a moment where it was gonna get too hard, where I was gonna leave you. There's never a moment where things got too bleak, where where I didn't believe in you, where love wasn't enough. And um, that was just one of the really inspirational stories in my life, to be friends with them, to, to watch it up close and from afar, to be able to see what it really means to choose convictions over emotions. What it really means to say, you know what, when I'm all in, I truly mean all in. You know, we wear slogans and tags and and phrases that we throw out all the time, especially in sports. Hey, what does it mean to be all in? Well, I can tell you for for Becky Davidson, when she's got her husband in the hospital and her son in another hospital, and she spends her days going back and forth, and the social workers and the doctors are saying, listen, you, you, you can't do all this. She's saying, hey, there is no yet. And you know, that was such an inspiration to me to say, you know what, when I believe in something, when I say I'm all in, there better not be a yet
6: you know, a lot of the book highlights your relationship with Christ. You know, how important is that for you to not only thread that into your message, but to communicate, uh, to others how important it is?
4: Well, I I think it's something that I want to communicate in my life, not just in words, but more importantly, in actions and in deeds. Um, but hopefully have the chance to mesh those up. And I believe that, um, one of the greatest things that, that people are looking for, and it's also backed by statistics, I believe 81% of people are looking for purpose and meaning in their life. And I wanted this book to be something that could encourage people with that purpose. And I believe that every single person, Bobby, has purpose. Everything every single person was created in love, by love, and for love. And I believe there is a great plan for their life. And I would I want to encourage them in that plan for their life, that they have such such significance and meaning and they were created with infinite value and worth that the god of this universe loves them enough to send his son his best for them and i believe that gives everyone encouragement confidence that holy cow like there is the god of this universe loves me believes in me created me this way and when i when someone when a life realizes that i don't have to spend my time worrying about what the world says i don't have to spend my time worrying about what social media says i don't have to spend myself my time comparing myself with other people even though it's really easy to do so because i know what god says about me that's more important than what anybody else says about me
6: tim tebow's on his book is called mission possible go create a life that counts and i do think if what tim's message is now is resonating with you you will love the book it is and i say this in the most complimentary way It's an easy read because it's understandable. Sometimes people that write books are like, they they like to write in big, fancy words and terms that you don't understand, but you didn't do that here. Like it just felt good. I felt good afterward. So congratulations on writing something, you know, uh, really substantive, Tim.
4: Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. Thank you for your support. And um, I really hope this book can encourage people. That's really the heart and the passion behind it. And to encourage people truly in their worth.
6: I want to ask you a couple things that are non book related. Um, And by the way, there's a wall here, you know, where we're we're doing the radio show and you're so motivational and, you know, quite the inspiration to talk to that if you said, Hey, Bobby, I'd like for you to run through that wall right now, Tim, I would do it. I would run through that wall right now for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank
4: you. And for for the Razorbacks, you would do it
6: there too. Both. Yes, both. Hey, um, do you ever see yourself because you are such a leader and I, I pivot into this. Do you ever see yourself being a leader in different areas, a CEO of a major company, a uh, in politics, a head football coach? Like, what do you think is in store for Tim Tebow in the next 10 to 15 years?
4: Um, that's a really good question. I, I see a uh, possibility of, of of all three. I mean, I think it's, it's hard to really know exactly. I think in coaching, you have to give up so much because it's literally more than a full-time job. And I think that would be really hard, even though I would love the thought of it, love the thought of inspiring, encouraging and building um, a team of young men. But I mean, you have to drop everything else. And I, I love what we're doing at our foundation and so many other things. Um, I'm fortunate to be part of some different companies that we're building now. Um, you know, I really enjoy that side. And then in politics, um, I don't know if it's something that I would quite enjoy as much, to be honest, but I, I've always said I would at least be open to it if it's where I felt I could do the most good, if I could truly create the, the most amount of impact and change. Um, if, if that was something that I felt was really put on my heart, then I would be open to looking at it.
6: You know, if you go and have dinner in Gainesville, or let's say Florida in general, you're back in Florida, and people say, well, this guy never has to pay for a meal again in Florida. Does that ever actually happen where you're there and you're having a meal and they're like, well, the guy over at that table over there just picked up your whole meal, Mr. Tebow. Does that happen?
4: Um, it, It's definitely happened, yes. I, I can't lie and say that it hasn't happened. <laughs> it, it, it has happened. <laughs>
6: And then do you feel the need like you have to go over? Like, did they just buy a meet and greet with you? I guess is the question by buying your meal. Do you feel like, well, now I got to go over and spend a few time with all 12 people sitting at the table.
4: Honestly, I I think uh, there's both. There's a there's sometimes where you feel the need to do that. But then there's also times where people have have uh, purchased the meal and the, the waiter would not tell you who it was. They said they wanted to be anonymous. They just wanted to say thank you for um, either your ministry or foundation or Night to Shine or orphan care or something that was near and dear to their heart. And so they just wanted to say thank you, but they wanted to remain anonymous. And I think that's pretty cool as well.
6: I've got two questions and one little promo that I'm going to do before this interview's over. Because I like, this is like, uh, pardon the interruption, where you can see what's happening on the screen. So you know where we oh, are. Here there we go. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Here, here are the two questions. Number one, um, I had heard this that you almost went to Alabama because of your relationship with Coach Shula. Like, how close were you to actually being part of the Crimson Tide family?
4: Literally, I was a split second away from it. I, from my sophomore year through literally the last moment when I chose Florida, Alabama was leading the entire time. I wasn't even looking at Florida. They had a different coaching staff and they weren't even in my top 25. And then they fired that coaching staff. They brought in Urban and and all the new guys and I started to build this relationship. But it was so much more established with Alabama and I love the passion, the tradition, the culture. Everything and then thinking about being a part of bringing Alabama back to um, you know what they once were was so exciting to me and so yes I was literally a split second away and to be honest even when I chose Florida there was a little bit of regret in my heart of did I should I have chose Alabama that's how close I was with shoot when I told Coach Shula I was going to to Florida I had tears in my eyes and Mm. it's not the only time that Alabama made me cry.
6: And my final question for you is if you, or it stub your toe or hit your elbow, or does a curse word ever come out of your mouth? <laughs>
4: uh, I, I hope not. I mean, I, I mean it's probably a, like a negative word, but then I might just say something that's like totally random, not as bad. Like fooey or,
6: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. tater tots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and Perfect. let me say this. And, yeah.
4: Hey, what did Tater Tots ever do to you, you know? That's, like,
6: Tim Tebow has Mission Possible, Go Create a Life That Counts. And also, uh, Bronco and Friends, A Party to Remember. That's your first book, but you're doing a second. If I'm right about this, you're doing a second in the series, right? That's coming out later on yes. uh, this year?
4: Yes, that's right. It's coming out in just a few weeks.
6: Okay, well, the guy's writing more books than uh, – I don't know. Stephen King, make up an author. I don't know. Uh, Judy Bloom. <laughs> James Patterson. He is the new Judy Bloom of books. <laughs> it is Tim Tebow. Hey, Tim, that would it be is. the
4: first time anybody's compared me to Judy Bloom, but there you go.
6: It is uh, Tim Tebow. We love him. And, uh, you know, except for when we played him. I was at the SEC championship game when Tim was a freshman and he was the backup quarterback in Atlanta, and he did, I believe, scored on a quarterback sneak. Something, he was running a quarterback uh, package, and I hated you that, that year. And to be <laughs> frank, I hated you until you graduated, but now I can't get enough of you, Tim.
4: Well, man, I appreciate you. You're a stud. And by the way, I love what Arkansas is doing with Sam Pittman. I love it. I, I, I love what he's all about. So... Congrats on that. I think there's a lot to be excited about with Arkansas right now.
6: Tim, good to see you. Congratulations on the books. I hope you sell so many. I think the message is awesome. Have a good day, man.
2: Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Tell everybody hey there. All right. See you later. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan Number 2
1: that's it for the bits this weekend y'all I hope you got caught up so you're ready to go for next week's show if you missed anything make sure you go to bobbybones.com there's so much more content out there that I don't get a breakdown on the best bits lots of videos lots of fun things to get you through the weekend when you don't get to listen to the best bits or the show so maybe tomorrow you know Sunday when you got nothing to do or Monday. You know, whenever you listen to this, you can go online and just catch up on other content there. It's all up there that's important that you want to see. I promise. Thank you guys so much for listening to the best bits and the feedback you're giving on the part 1, part 2. I'm glad you guys are loving it. I love y'all. Bye.
12: This is a Bobby Bones show. Bobby Bones. <laughs>
3: Hey, I'm Maya Shanker, host of A Slight Change of Plans, which was recently named Best Show of the Year by Apple for 2021. And we've got new episodes for you about everything from the science of change to personal stories, like a blind woman who becomes a master chef, and an Australian doctor who rescued a boy's soccer team from deep within a cave in Thailand. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Hey, this is Justin Richmond, host of the Broken Record podcast. Join me and music industry icon Rick Rubin, along with authors Malcolm Gladwell and Bruce Hedlam as we chat with legends like Neil Young and Andre 3000 and upcoming artists like Faye Webster about their life and their careers. In honor of Women's History Month, we're spotlighting groundbreaking female artists like Missy Elliott, Patti Smith, and Bonnie Raitt and celebrating the strides they've made for women. Listen to Broken Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: Listen
3: to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. Okay, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe,